Now you have to explain and actually teach, especially the younger people, how to use a typewriter. They're looking for the automatic return button or a correction button. You know, it's not a computer. There's no return button on these manual machines. There's no correcting button. So uh, there's some questions that you have to go over with people who really just don't know, but they'll learn. Hi, my name is Ellie Cody, and this is Manhattan Sideways. On today's episode, we spoke with Paul and Jay Schweitzer of Gramercy Typewriter Company. Here's what Betsy bober Pallavi, founder of Manhattan Sideways, had to say about this business. I loved introducing my eight-year-old granddaughter to her first typewriter. She had no idea what it was, and then she, of course, could not stop pushing the buttons. Imagine how fun it would be for a young child to step into a store filled with the unknown. For not only my granddaughter's generation, but for my children's as well, typewriters were a foreign object, but not so fast. As I learned from father and son, Paul and Jay, at Gramercy Typewriter, there are plenty of young people who are not only fascinated by these old-fashioned machines, but they actually want to own one themselves. Apparently, many are finding it less distracting to pound on the keys of a typewriter than to sit at their computer. For three generations now, the Schweitzer family has been repairing typewriters for people in New York and across the country, while also collecting them to sell to others. I loved listening to Paul speak so admiringly about his own dad. He began working with him in 1951 at the age of 21, and 60 years later, he is still enjoying what he does. And then Jay chimed in and said that he went to work for his dad at a young age, became educated in the world of typewriters, and never looked back. Both men look like real businessmen in their shirt and ties, despite the 90-degree temperatures outdoors. The entire atmosphere of this shop is old school. Paul told us that when he went to work for his dad, he walked in wearing casual clothes on that first day, and his dad told him to turn around and go to Harry Rothman's, then on Fifth Avenue, and buy himself some presentable business attire. Today, at age 81, Paul continues to visit offices and still wears a shirt and tie, and he still looks forward to coming to work every day, as it is only he and Jay who clean and fix these machines that are being shipped to them from across the country. I'm Paul Schweitzer with Gramercy Typewriter Company. Jay Schweitzer, Gramercy Typewriter Company. All right, and what do you do here? We have this retail store we're sitting in right now on West 17th Street, right off 6th Avenue. And this is where we showcase all the reconditioned vintage typewriters for sale here in the store, different makes, models from different eras. And how did you get into typewriters? Well, my father, Abraham Schweitzer uh, started a small typewriter business here in New York City about 1932. He was going to school and in the evenings and uh, just to make a few dollars started to clean and service typewriters for a company here in Manhattan. But after a short period of time he realized he could do this for himself and he would go from building to building here in Manhattan and ask him would you want your typewriter clean? Do you need a typewriter ribbon? And he developed a business. Uh, customers would repeat the repeat business. And he had opened up a small shop at the Gramercy Park area. And then he called himself Gramercy Typewriter Company. And so, Paul, you took over the business for your father. Well, I came in to work with my father in 1959. Mm -hmm. 
How old were you at that point? I was just barely 21 years old. I had just came out of uh, uh, three years in the Navy. Uh, I was home a couple of days, and my father said, let's get to work. And uh, here I am, almost 60 years later, uh, still uh, servicing and cleaning typewriters. As is your son. Yes. And Jay, when did you get involved in the business? Well, probably when I was really, really young, when there was no school in the summer, days off, he would take me to work with him. At that time, we were located in the Flatiron Building, and I would just watch and learn, and he'd give me some odd jobs to do. So I kind of remember it as a very young age. Uh, I do have two grandsons who go to college. They do come in during the summer times and help out, showing them the business, showing them the ropes. That would be fourth generation. Yeah. But uh, they're, go like I said, going to college and hopefully go on to other endeavors. But they see what grandpa and uncle does, and uh, they find it very interesting. But again, they'll probably go on and have their own lives. But during the off-season, they could always come in and, and help out. I would love to hear a little bit more about your father. Well, of course, this was my father's business. He started at a very young age. Like I said, he was about 18 years old, just doing some servicing of, of typewriters. And, and he enjoyed the work. He also liked to work with machines and work with his hands and enjoyed going out and getting new business. In those days, you can go from building to building, office to office, and he developed a following. And he would give out monthly service to customers all over the city. I came to work with him, and then many years later, uh, my son Justin, Jay, uh, came out and uh, he uh, took a liking to this type of business also. And here it is many years later, he's following the, in the Schweitzer footprint of typewriter service and repairs. Mind you, when I was really, really young, I knew they worked together. But the first time I ever went to the shop to help, my grandfather was already retired. So I never got to see the two of them working. Can you tell me about how you ended up on 17th Street? Well, that's all uh, Jay's doing wanting a store. We always had our workshop. Our shop was located in the Flatiron Building for almost 47 years. We had moved across the street at 174 Fifth Avenue, where we still maintain a workshop. Uh, that's where all the work is being done. But uh, Jay found this location, and he, uh, he made this into a typewriter store. Uh -huh. A lot of work. Jay, can you tell me about building this space and, and building your presence as a brick and mortar? Well, we wanted to have a retail presence because being in the commercial building, people didn't really get to see us, know about us. Plus, we wanted to separate the two aspects of the business because the workshop can get a little dirty and smelly from using chemicals, cleaning solutions, and having the reconditioned typewriters almost in the same vicinity just after a while wasn't working. So we wanted to take it to a place where it would be noticed and away from all the work that we're doing. It creates a bit of a mess and this spot works really well. It's a small cozy spot but it enables the typewriters to take center stage and people are coming in all throughout the day. People who are first time seeing us and people who've known us for many decades. We, Paul, you mentioned that you have some young folks coming in with the resurgence of interest in, in typewriters. Who else do you see? Most, uh, most of our customers are 
were always the elderly people, writers, people who've had typewriters for many, many years, and they want to stay with their typewriters. And they do bring their typewriters in for, for service, uh, repairs, they need typewriter ribbons, cleanings, uh, and, and then in some cases they want to get an additional typewriter to add to their collection. And we have those machines here in the store, and they can come and take a look at that. But all different uh, age groups uh, wanting typewriters now. Speaking of collections, you mentioned to me when I came in that you have hundreds of typewriters that you're currently working on. So at the workshop and at your home, and you essentially have a collection, right? And then some or all of those eventually get put on sale in the shop. Can you tell me about some of the typewriters in, in that collection? Well, not all of them get uh, put out into the shop for, for sale. Some of them we want to keep for ourselves. Uh-huh. What's one that you want to keep and why? Well, some of the machines from the late 1800s, early 1900s uh, that are collector's items. And Jay has collected quite a number of them over many years, and uh, we do have those, and that's sort of for our own collection. Mm -hmm. But we do have quite a large number of machines, and we do overhaul and rebuild these machines. Uh, they all have carrying cases, and they're all put here into the store, and they are uh, put up for sale. Could you choose one machine in here to tell me about, maybe maybe the history? Um, oh, one of them that catches my eye is this the Royal Quiet Deluxe Red typewriter right here. Can you tell me about that one? This series in the mid-50s was very popular and originally it came out in a brown color with greenish keys and that was more of the standard model that was released in all the retail stores. But they did come out with a limited edition colors, about a half a dozen different finishes that were very limited and would have to be special ordered. So because of that, there are certain colors that are very rare, limited in production. And just to have one that is in pristine condition, like it just came out of the showroom, which is over 60 years ago, is pretty rare in itself. Is there any competition in the city for what you're doing? There are other places around the city that will service many different things on their menu, but there's only one company in New York that specializes in one thing, and that's vintage typewriter sales, repairs, and maintenance. So if people are gonna do their homework and wanna go to a company that specializes in one thing and been doing it for nearly 90 years, they're probably gonna find their way through our door. And why do you care about what you do? Well, it was always interesting. I always enjoyed working on machines, typewriters, years and years later, back in the early 90s, uh, customers were getting uh, Hewlett Packard printers, and we started to service all their HP printers, whether it be law firms, accounting firms, book publishers here in Manhattan. So uh, less and less typewriters, but still the HP printers. But in the last few years, we've noticed that the typewriters have made a big resurgence. Why do you think that is? Well, a lot of the younger people now see uh, see typewriters, put their hands on one, and they, they want one. Do you think that there's something different about writing on a typewriter from writing by hand or writing on a computer keyboard? Well, a lot of the uh, uh, younger people who have these typewriters or want these typewriters tell me that there's less distractions mm -hmm. than they have on their computers. Uh, 
again, I always say they, they tell me they like to hear and see the words hitting the paper. The, the, they don't lose their train of thought as they're doing their writing. Most of the customers come in here to buy a machine because they feel like they found a place that sells a fully reconditioned, 100% fully functional, cosmetically beautiful machine and they choose to come here rather than these thrift stores, antique shops that are selling these machines as is. And if they were to purchase one of those, between the purchase price and the service that it might need, it could wind up being more than one of the machines we sell that are already redone. Have you shifted to doing repairs on other machines? You mentioned the HP printers. Do you still do that kind of repairs? Oh, sure, yes, we still have these larger corporations here in the city who have many HP printers. And over the years, just like we'd serviced their IBM Selectric typewriters back, back in the 70s and 80s and early 90s, and then with the computers coming onto everybody's uh, offices, and along with that good uh, laser printer, we just uh, continued on servicing and selling the toners and supplies for the printers. And we still have uh, corporations here in the city who use us for that. And they still have a few typewriters scattered around their, their offices. They still have typewriters, IBM typewriters, in their offices, and we s still maintain those. And what keeps businesses coming back to you? Well, we've been doing this for a long time. We've, we have a lot of experience and uh, we give prompt service and uh, people get to appreciate the, the work that we do. Mm -hmm. And what's it like for both of you, JU especially, as the, the third generation carrying on the family legacy of, of a typewriter repair business? It's very nice. It's <laughs> enjoyable. We're consistently busy every single day. Uh, so that's what the challenge is trying to keep up with the workload, keeping the customers happy, entertaining questions from all over the country. We still have a new customer base on a daily basis mm -hmm. because they're walking in, seeing our store. They find it very interesting. They may not want to use a typewriter, but they still come in and take pictures and look around and it may interest somebody that they know. So it's, it's going very well and I could see it being consistently busy for many years to come. And do you see it being a stable business for many years to come? Do you think you'll still, you'll still be here? Yes, because back in the early 90s, when all the typewriters were pushed aside, put into storage closets, not being used, and the computer was on every desk, we were still busy through the worst of times. So now with all the technology that there is at people's fingertips, we're busier now than ever. That tells me that there'll be many more decades to come of consistent work and new customers every day. And Paul already mentioned a bit about why he thinks people are interested in using typewriters, but Jay, do you have any, any thoughts other than what your dad said? People realize that these electronic devices have a lifespan of a matter of years, or they become obsolete and they force you into buying 
the latest technology, regardless of whether you like what you've been using, no one's going to fix it, no one's going to service it, they're just going to tell you to get a new one. And with the typewriter, you can have that one machine for decades and then wind up passing it on to somebody else. So this is something that could certainly withstand the test of time and never get outdated. Was there ever a time when technology was changing so quickly that you were worried that you weren't going to be able to continue the business, especially, and you said that things were consistent in the 90s, but you, you know, even recently, things have been changing so quickly. Was there ever a time that you, you considered going in a different direction? Well, no. I just kept going with the typewriter business. Uh, what had happened, like I had mentioned, uh, we were very, very busy with typewriter service here in the city. Customers were getting their HP printers. It was just, they said, we're not using a typewriter. Now, service the printers. They knew me, they knew our type of service that we provided, and it was just, it got busier and busier. And over the years, a lot of our competition here in the city, there were many typewriter companies in Manhattan, but one by one, most of those companies that were elderly people, they retired. And there was less and less typewriters. And a lot of the typewriter companies that are here in the city didn't go on to the uh, laser printer business like I did. So my competition was getting less and less and less all the time. Till now, we're almost, we're really almost the only ones left doing it. I want to jump also and ask how you think it affects your business being in New York in particular. Well, of course, here in the heart of New York City, this is where, where all the action is. All the machines, that the, all the typewriters. It's really uh, good to be here right in Manhattan. Uh, there is a lot of work. And of course, what has happened now with the, with the internet, uh, We've been expanded all over the country. People will look up typewriter repairs, typewriter service, and they'll see us, and we do get calls uh, from all over this country. Uh, and people will send their typewriters they to They ship it to us for repairs and estimates. A lot of times people will send us machines that might not be repairable, but we'll let them know. We always give people to get a free estimate and we'll go over the machine and, and see if we can do it. In most cases we can, but from time to time. We've had a website for many years. We had to evolve in some ways. So we consistently get a lot of email traffic throughout the day. Uh, of course, our hands aren't on a computer during the day. So people have to realize that uh, you're not gonna get a response within a minute or two, you know. We're, we're pretty much going to field the emails, questions, and respond to them in the early morning or the late evening because we want people to know that when they're getting a response to their inquiries, they're hearing from one of us, not somebody else handling the email traffic who may not have the direct answer to their questions. Just like on the phone, just like with the computer, you're going to be dealing with one of us. How do you like working with each other overall? Have there been challenges? Are there things that you especially appreciate about 
having your pre-existing relationship? I think it's great because we kind of bounce things off each other. And I could be stuck with something, get another set of hands and eyes on it, and vice versa. So that's very helpful in this environment now being the only typewriter shop in New York. Well, you grew up in New York, right? Yes, yeah. yes, both of us. In Brooklyn, New York. And how have you seen things change other than technology? I could remember walking around the city, all the older buildings that were here, the older factories, the workshops, and now I walk down the street and they're gone. And they have high-rises and apartment buildings and luxury townhouses, whatever, all over the city of Newark. So things, to me, appearance-wise, has changed greatly. But I'm still, uh, still doing what we do and still, still busy doing what we do. Thanks so much for listening. My name is Ellie Cody, and this has been Manhattan Sideways. If you'd like to learn more about this particular business or to discover and read about thousands of other fascinating small businesses on the side streets of Manhattan, please visit our website at sideways.nyc and of course follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at NY Sideways.